expanding the globe to bring constant variety of runners, the thrill of PRs, and the agony of the feet, the human drama of athletic competition. This is the Just the Runners podcast. Welcome to my podcast. Uh, I'm here with Sarah Bashinsky of Poland, Ohio, Hi. currently. Yep. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, um, all things considered. So thank you for having me on your podcast. You're, you're a pretty famous person around our area. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's nice to know a couple people are listening. So. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I actually had requests for it. Some people told me I should ask you. Aww, Somebody else asked. I huh? I, I finally got around to asking you, so here we are. Oh, well, thank you. And, well, I'll start you off with the, I don't know, this is probably one, could be a tough one, but okay. do you have a favorite way to have pizza, toppings, place, or? Oh, my gosh. Well, I could, you know, Coca's Pizza is probably my favorite. Um, honestly, when it comes to food, though, like, I'm really not that picky. I feel most of the time I could literally, like, just eat anybody, like, under the table. Like, it's like, I, you know, if it was an eating contest, I think I could probably win. Okay, I've seen you. Where do you put it, then? <laughs> I look at me, and I, I, I eat it, you know, and I, I, I'm not... Yeah, but that's, I, that's I the question, it. though. Do I run to eat or do I eat to run? I don't really know yet. I think I've been in the run to eat category. <laughs> I, I need to kind of switch to flip, flip it around a little bit. And... <laughs> well, I love, honestly, I love, I'm originally from Wisconsin, so I love cheese. I love pizza. Um, I love pepperoni rolls. Um... Anything with bread and carbs and sweets are my favorite. Yeah, bread and carb, you know, yeah. cheese and carb. Being you're from Wisconsin, do you, is it like, you know, mandatory you have to enjoy cheese or eat it on a regular basis? <laughs> I think it was probably like fed to me when I was a baby, so I'd have to say <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Especially cheese curds. Cheese, oh, those are good. Man. Oh, I know, right? So yeah, I, I love really, um, you know, you would think that, or a lot of people seem to think that, you know, given my past performances that, you know, I, I eat like really clean or I'm super healthy and I'm embarrassingly having to say that a lot of distance runners, including myself, we usually eat like total crap. <laughs> so... You know, and like often, even on long runs, and you'll probably be able to like vouch for this, but majority of the time when you're on a long run, like something seems to be wrong with you if the conversation doesn't go to like um, food. Oh, definitely. I mean, See? yeah. Uh, like you end up talking about food. Distance runners always talk about food. It's one. Of, it is a conversation piece that comes up. <laughs> 
my group that we regularly talk about some it comes up to where are we eating today and stuff. Exactly. See, ex exactly. We're not running ten miles today to eat good, healthy food. Let's go get some. <laughs> we earned it. Yeah. I definitely like a really good pizza. I mean, I'm really, I like Hocus Pizza, but, you know, I won't leave anybody out, so. I'm kind of the same way, which explains, you know, like I said, maybe I need to, I don't know, how many miles a week are you running? Maybe I need to up that. <laughs> <laughs> it's only a matter of time, though, before my metabolism starts slowing down. Like, I just know this. So I better enjoy it while I can, right? <laughs> I think mine slowed down and that's why I started running. <laughs> have you All been, the problems, right? How, have you always been a runner? Like, you know, I started running when I was 11 years old. So for 34 years, I've been a competitive runner. So I'm 45, you know. Oh. But um, that was in seventh grade, I started competing. So I've got some miles under me. Yeah, that's quite a ways to be running. Uh, yeah. Quite a long time. Uh, there's some... You were a very competitive runner for a while there, weren't you? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, uh, it's, it's, it's gone in waves. That's the best way to describe it. Because even like seventh grade, you know, I... I was very talented. I was blessed with a lot of talent. And my oldest brother was a long distance runner. Um, he's 10 years older than me. So I would see him, you know, at cross country meets and track meets. And so when he was, you know, in high school, imagine I'm 10 years younger. So I was just a little pipsqueak. But um, I was always a standout, like through, you know, middle school and high school. And I always finished top in the state in high school and cross country and track. Um, and then I, I went on to, um, run at North Dakota state in Fargo on a scholarship. And, but the thing is I started getting injured and I never was injured like when I was younger. So, um, I transferred to a division three school and like, that was one of the biggest changes in my life was, I guess sometimes, sometimes not really quitting. I wouldn't say quitting, but changing your path during life you know sometimes we feel like it's giving up but it's a good thing to force yourself to take a change if you feel that it's going to be right for you and I felt that you know I remember asking myself and I always um tell high schoolers this that you know if you go to a college somewhere and if you go on a scholarship like always ask yourself would I go to school here even if I wasn't getting paid you know because yeah. I think I chose Fargo North Dakota um, I thought it was going to be the right fit for me, and I, you know, of course you're wooed by a scholarship. So I, I transferred back to Wisconsin to a D3 school with no scholarship, and I became better and faster just because I was happier. You know, so that was kind of a rough lesson for me because I really didn't have any other fellow um, runners, you know, that I could talk to about making such a huge change in my life. But I knew that if I stayed where I was at, even though I loved my teammates, that uh, I was just gonna be miserable. 
So change is really hard, and I think it's sometimes it's really hard to accept that we have to make it a change in order for us to try to be happier. Um, but so I, you know, I was an all American in college, and then I, honestly, I just got burnt out, and um, I took a couple years off, and. I just needed to, you know, I, I, I'm, my life with running is like a love-hate relationship. And, it, you know, it, I know that so many people can relate to that, but it's like, you know, the highs and lows of it can be so dramatic and drastic that sometimes you just completely love it, and then other times you just wonder why you do it and you just don't ever want to put on your shoes again. But I can tell you that every time that I didn't put my shoes on, I was thinking about it. You know, like when I'm not running, I'm thinking about it. So it's just been this, you know, accepting and trying to not put pressure on myself. And I think Dara Torres, when um, she was in the Olympics, the Summer Olympics for swimming, she was like one of the oldest swimmers. Um, And I remember I had just had my second child. And I thought, you know what? I wonder how much I have left in me. And I just uh, started training again, and then I qualified for the Olympic trials for the marathon. What year was that? I qualified in 2009, and the Olympic trials were in 2012. So I qualified. The very first race that we were able to qualify for the trials, I did it. And so that left me a long time to try to stay healthy for the trials though. Yeah. And so that was almost like a blessing and a curse, you know? Um, Because I had like this ultimate goal. And I mean, geez, if you think like 200 female marathoners qualify for this race in the whole United States. So, however, I think the one thing that I wish I would have done differently, and I think that we can all relate to it even now, is that looking back on it, I wish I would have realized what an opportunity and experience it really was. And instead, I I just wanted to perform. Like, I, I knew I wasn't, I didn't have a chance of making it to the Olympics because a lot of people don't realize that, like, you have to make the Olympic standard, which is like, geez, I don't even know what it is right now. But it has to be like I think like a two thirty or maybe under two thirty for a marathon, and then you also have to have finished in the top three. So there's two things that have to happen at the Olympic trials for the marathon typically, and of course like I mean two forty three was my best marathon at Boston. So and I wasn't going to finish in the top three, but a lot of people think that just because you make it to the Olympic trials, it means that you have a chance of making it to the Olympics, and it's like oh the Olympic trials really was my Olympics. You see what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I and I, I wish I would have felt how tremendous of an honor it was to make it at that point because I just, all I felt was so much pressure. And I wish I really would have enjoyed the moment and just like, just took it all in. And, but like, I mean, that's what we do typically in life anyway. We just, we kind of take it, you know, take for granted what we have in the moment and we don't really appreciate it until it's gone. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, you can relate on all different levels to that. And, 
you know, that's why, like, when I try, when I go out on a run, even if it's a run where I might feel like garbage, you know, I just, I try to smile to myself and be like, you know what, I'm out here and I'm running. I'm able to run. Like, that's a blessing. You know, instead of taking advantage of it, or for taking it for granted, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, I mean, there's so many people that aren't able to or don't. Right. They would love to be able to say, oh my gosh, to go run a mile or run around the block or, you know, disabled people or, I mean, there's going to be a day when I probably can't run. And so, you know, if, if, and truly like through this whole like COVID pandemic, it's really made us appreciate more the things in life, the little things. So... I know it makes me, uh, with the pandemic, the fact that we are able to get out there and you would, I mean, at least with running, I still felt safe with the people that would come out and just run. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Me too. I think, you know, sorry, my cat's like trying to knock down the door. Um, I knew I heard something. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. You're like, my um, dog hasn't come up yet. I don't know. Maybe he's mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't run, but I took him for a walk. And we, when I take him, my wife will like go around the building or something. I take him, we do like a mile or something. So he don't like me. And I make him walk, actually walk and not just stop and sniff things every two seconds. Oh, you're one of those. You make him exercise. <laughs> yeah. So he's probably not, you know, not happy with me. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um... It's been a little, you know, I I don't know. I, I guess I'm always one where I try to practice what I preach, you know, just um, really appreciating things and being in the moment more. I mean, I think that and I feel that it's easiest, easier for us to say that the older we get. Yeah. Because, I nope. mean, of course, I never thought that. <laughs> I was younger. I'm like, whatever, that's a bunch of hogwash. Well, well um... I know you went to the Olympic trials. Do you have any uh, other highlights you could share or that you can think of? Um, you know, I think um, what I was, one of my favorite, well, my favorite race would definitely be, it was Boston um, 2011. That's where I got my 243. And I know everybody says, oh, my gosh, well, that was the year that we had the wind behind our backs. And that's true. We definitely, oh. you know, we had, but you still have to put forth you the effort. It's not to. like it just carried us. <laughs> you know, of course, you're not fighting it as much, but um, yeah. it definitely was a good weather day. Um, but, you know, it was just one of those days where, and, you know, when you run a marathon, just for everything to click, it feels like that's a miracle. And I had been injured. Um, I had the hip stress fracture um, leading up to that race. And I worked my butt off with um, cross training with, you know, water running and doing workouts on a stationary bike. Um, I ran on an alter G and it was a very long way um, to work through that. But I think um, it's just, I, Boston is just, 
one of those races where I feel like everybody treats you like a rock star. And I just remember like, you know, geez, I hope that someday we're going to be able to get back to this. But I just remember just like throngs of people just lining the entire marathon course. And it just, I don't know. It's just this like amazing race. And I hope that someday that we're going to have all those people out there, you know, spectators and stuff to cheer people on. But um, I would have to say, you know, I, I don't know. It's just everybody gets treated like a rock star. That's really the best way to describe it. So I actually had qualified again to run the 125th Boston, which was supposed to be this year. Yes. Yeah, so... They don't know if it's well. They're planning on it being like it's supposed to be in the fall now. I forget. Fall, if hopefully, mm-hmm. um, it would be awesome. But I just I really wanted to be part of that 125th anniversary of it, and you know, even just to do it not as like an elite athlete or you know trying to get like a certain fast time. I just I, again I wanted to go and just be able just to run it and like high five a lot of people you know and you know maybe you know take a sip of you know beer from the college (laughs) areas (laughs) like I just really wanted to be more of just like running it instead of racing it moment so hopefully I'll still be able to get a chance to do that but yeah Boston really is all that it's cracked up to be I think eventually we'll be back where we were but it's I don't got to I don't think it's it won't be this spring. No. May in the falls. I'm, I'm still worried. I think there's going to be protocols in place. To, for a long time. For a while, yeah. And yeah, I mean, to think of the entire United States population getting two vaccines, you know, to try to help. I don't know. I mean, that's a whole different conversation. But I just think it's going to take a lot of time. So, yeah, I, I have I a feeling. Next year, I'm thinking it's not even going to happen until next year, to be honest. Well, I think some of the events are coming back. I think the smaller yeah. ones are going to have an easier time coming back uh, than the bigger ones, just because they don't have to deal with. I mean, dealing with twenty thousand people is a whole different ball game than yeah. than a, even a thousand or two thousand or something. Well, you know, that's I went to the Olympic trials marathon in February to cheer on some local people that had qualified. And also just be, you know, part of the whole experience. And that was my last huge spectator race experience was the Olympic Trials Marathon this year. Yeah, this or last year in February. And that was right before, you know, I feel like like the world started ending. It was, yeah, right after that. Everything just. Yeah, right after that. But it was, I mean, and that was one of the best experiences for those people that got to run the Olympic trials because, like, I heard that it was just amazing. Like, that all the whole crowd was just, like, completely into it. So, yeah, hopefully someday we'll be able to get back in there. I think it's really hard to train, um, you know, being an athlete and also as a coach. I think it's hard to stay focused and motivated to get out the door in order to put the work in when we don't really know when there's going to be like a certain race for sure happening so there is definitely that challenge yeah because even i'm feeling like the pro football hall of fame marathon is going to go off 
Yeah. May 2nd. And I know they got some stuff in place. I mean, that different protocols we'll have to follow that'll be different and make go out in smaller waves and stuff. Yeah. A lot of the marathons were going out in waves anyways. Just to spread Yeah. When I, did kinda, when I did Detroit, I mean, they weren't sending that many out at a time. They were moving each thing up. And a lot of them were doing that. Dude, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, I think people just want to feel like they can put something down on the calendar. Yeah, right now, I mean, even though I'm signed up for one, it's still hard to feel that secure that we're going to right. run it. <laughs> I know. And, it, you know, there is, you know, there's a lot to be said, too, for... You know, you don't have to train hard all the time for something. Like, it is okay to be in maintenance mode. Yeah, you I know, just I, to maintain your fitness, that, that's never a bad thing. Yeah, I go into that, I gain 10 pounds. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we end up in the pizza shop, right? Yeah, that's a great... <laughs> We should just, you know, throw this. Forget running. Let's just go do a pizza group podcast. And exactly. Just go on. Maybe we can con some people into giving us some free pizza. See, it always comes back to food. Yeah. Uh, well, you got to fuel your runs. Uh, you know, and I think so true. pizza is just, to me, it's, just, you know, the best fuel for a run. I mean, you're what, so right. What can <laughs> the protein and the carbs. I mean, gotta, it's a win-win. Gotta get some protein in there, you know. <laughs> hey. For sure. I guess if you run hard enough, you can burn anything off. But <laughs> exactly. Sorry, man. I mean, I don't know. I might have to start to turn into an ultra marathoner, Bruce. I don't know. <laughs> I I've had one, and yeah, I. I it, I could try it, I guess, again, but. <laughs> I give people so much credit that do ultras, though. I mean, anything oh, I, over. Uh, I do, uh, but right now I'm, I'm. I haven't been doing much trail running, and. One oh, of, I'd probably like. I'd probably break a bone if I did trails. I I I'm on a blood thinner, so me on the trails <laughs> could be a bad thing. <laughs> That's true. That would be really hard for the ambulance to find you. So let's just stay away from that, okay? <laughs> if I go on the trails, I, well, we may have to hike it, but we could carry true. a pizza while we're hiking. <laughs> See? <laughs> There's, a... There's always a way. <laughs> well, we have so many beautiful trails not too far from, uh, I mean, not I just Mill Creek's nice, and you're only at, we're only an hour away from Cuyahoga Valley National Park. Yeah. I, I've gone up there just to run the towpaths before, and that, I mean, that's oh, not like real trails. Yeah. I mean, it's not like you're running technical trails, so it's good to run. I wish, I wish we had something like that even closer. That's really nice. Yeah. That extra cushion when you're running, you know, the distance, that would be cool. But yeah, I've, I've actually um, driven there with my son, and we've gone on a long run there, even when it, because it's even cooler there because of the shade. Yeah. You know, when it's hot, like we would go there and run, you know, when it was like around 80 degrees and it still felt cooler. So, yeah, we really do have a lot of really good running places in Ohio. You know, 
a lot around here. Plus, we're not flat. There's plenty of hills in a lot of places. Yeah. To help try. I, I mean, I find ways around them, but. <laughs> <laughs> you always can, right? Yeah. I've never met a hill I couldn't walk, but <laughs> I was trying to keep my heart rate low. I didn't want my heart rate getting too high. Yeah, exactly. You got to focus on that. Yeah. We we were talking about running here. We keep getting distracted by. I'm not even hungry. I already ate dinner. <laughs> That's what runners do. They eat best. Remember, we talk about food. Yeah. You, <laughs> I mean, we got handles down the road somewhere. It's fine. I think I got some ice cream at home. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get back to running. <laughs> okay. How many miles do you need for a scoop of handles? <laughs> <laughs> I have learned not to eat ice cream the night before a long run, though. I will recommend that. <laughs> yeah, that dairy can kind of get you sometimes. Uh, don't eat it. Don't even go for a short run if you just had ice cream. I've, I know some people that have made that mistake. Some people. <laughs> oh, Bruce. I lost a wonderful bandana one day. But we. <laughs> <laughs> but. Okay, back to running. And okay, back to running. Well, what got you into coaching? Well, you know, it just kind of fell into my lap, really, because, you know, for quite a while, I had just been training myself, and, you know, then I started running with friends. I would ask friends to do workouts with me, just to kind of keep me company and keep me motivated, and, you know, some of them would be willing to, you know, hop in for the ride, even if we were at different paces, just knowing that someone out there is suffering, I mean, you know, <laughs> putting in the distance just as much as you are, it's kind of nice. So, you know, I, I, my friends would start to get faster, of course, because, you know, in order to get faster, to run with someone that's faster than you, like, that's, that's going to make you faster. So, um, I started kind of writing a training plan for them and, you know, Lindsay Cornman, like she was really the first one that kind of hopped onto the runs with me. And so I'm like, well, heck, like, you know, let me figure out the paces that you should be running. You know, don't try to stay with me. You gotta, you gotta focus on what works for you. So then I would adapt the workout to fit her needs. Well, she would just get better and better, and I just found so much satisfaction in seeing other people accomplish their goals. And you know, our friend Joe Vanek, he had been—I don't even know how many times he had been trying to qualify for Boston—and he's so fit, and he just on marathon day it just wouldn't happen for him and he really was about ready to give up he's like i'm going to try one more time if it doesn't happen i'm not i'm just not even going to try anymore well that just like crushed my heart to hear that and i'm like well we can't have that there's absolutely no reason why you shouldn't be able to qualify for boston you know all of your time is there all of you know everything let's just see just follow my plan and i know i can get you to boston 
and he did and he qualified for boston and so it just um i think it just kind of happened haphazardly where you know i just i can relate to so many different runners on so many different levels i feel like i've been through so much mentally and physically like i gained 80 pounds when i was pregnant with my son and you know and then having to lose all that weight and yeah remember how i said i like to eat like you should have seen me when i was pregnant (laughs) 80 pounds bruce so Uh, that's hard to imagine on you honestly right 80 pounds he was not an 80 pound baby okay (laughs) (laughs) i hope not So yeah, I had some work to do, but that's the, and then, you know, just going through the burnt out level of, you know, after college, the burnt out, the, the mental, you know, being your own worst enemy through, you know, after the Olympic trials, um, being on a super high, being on a, in a super low. I mean, I just feel like I've been through the gamut. So I think then by me turning to help other people get their goals, like it just, I don't know, it motivated me. And it made running for me a lot happier. Like, running for my goal, you know, because I understand, like, the mental craziness that, you know, the vo- kind of like the voices we hear in our heads that, like, become our own obstacles. But if I was helping somebody else run their workout, it made it so much easier for me. So I found so much joy in it. Just to see people get their goals that I was helping them and then I was enjoying running more. You know what I mean? So it just was a, it was a total win-win situation all around. And I guess ever since that, um, you know, I had been training people for a little while before I really started charging anything um, because I was like, okay, I, I invest a lot of time and mental, just mental capacity yeah. towards worrying about thinking about my runners all the time i mean like i tell you because you know i trained you for a while like you guys are kind of like my kids (laughs) you know like i mean i'm thinking about you all the time and how i can make you better you know if how the workout went like i'm dying to hear like feedback so i guess um you know when i decided to charge it's not because i'm making any you know i'm not gonna you know retire off of it or anything really yeah yeah big bucks (laughs) But, you know, and plus, like, I find that people are more accountable when they're, when they're putting money towards something instead of getting it for free. So, you know, just kind of even that out. And, um, I don't know. I just really, really love it. Do you have a, like a certain philosophy that you use to type of training methods? Yeah, I think. Well, Jack Daniels, believe it or not, that's a, a pretty famous coach. That's his name, Jack Daniels. I know him. <laughs> I know who the coach is. I know three Jack Daniels, actually, but we won't go. Oh, with. my gosh. You're no, lucky. I went to school with a kid. He's not, he's not the coach. I know the coach. I know the guy that went to school in Brookfield the same time I did. His name was Jack Daniels. That's awesome. That's, so. like, the best name ever. It, it, it was a tough name to live up to, but... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but. but, yeah, I think um, the coach, Jack Daniels, you know, my high school coach was a phenomenal coach, and I didn't really realize how rare that is to have a really good high school coach. And 
Uh, he wrote his workouts after Jack Daniels' program. So, you know, Jack Daniels has a lot of different formula-based um, training, you know, working different um, types of your fitness, I guess, in order for you to get faster. So I really like Jack Daniels' plan only because I've been trained under that forever. But also, um, you know, I think, you know, I have a mental health background. So the mental health part of it is, you know, a lot of people think, oh, you just have to be mentally tough. But I mean, back when I was in junior high and high school, you just thought it was something that you do. Like I've never, until I was older, really trained myself in what do I need to do in order to be mentally tough? Like, what does that mean exactly? So I've educated myself on that. So I feel like I have that mental health background to it um, to really help inspire and motivate people to believe in themselves. You know, that's part of my coaching philosophy. And I think that so many people, um, I really believe I'm more of a conservative coach. That being said, like, I don't feel that more is what works for everybody. I think you can run less, but the way you run less miles, um, they can be more efficient. So not a lot of junk miles because I feel like so many people get just overly trained and then you, you come to injuries. So that's, I mean, kind of a long nutshell there, but I mean, that's really kind of what, mm. how I see coaching. It's very involved. Yeah, if a coach was making it too simple, it just wouldn't be worth it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't believe in the... I just have never understood why people... You know, there's a lot of free training programs online. Yes. And I don't understand how people think that they can just follow something that's just so black and white. Because running is so... There's so many different layers to it, and it's so complicated depending on the individual person. I think the online programs, and I've used them, and I think you got to know how to cater it for yourself. you got to do a little more education than just look at online. Or, I mean, I've yeah. read, I've, a lot of times I just fall back to Hal Higdon's books. And, right. But I, I've been figuring okay this isn't going to work for me or this doesn't fit my schedule and I'll start trying to figure out when I'm doing my own plan I'll figure out a schedule. Right. something that I think I'll I think it's better to have a plan that I'll st stick to then yeah yeah you gotta find I mean if you think about it, think about how many coaching programs or online coaches there are I mean there's probably more of those then there are different kinds of breads in the grocery store and deodorants and toothpaste <laughs> <laughs> there's so many different ones to choose from you just you're right you have to figure out what's going to work for you because everybody is unique everybody has their own story um everybody has their history of running and i mean not one person's background in running is is going to be exactly the same as another person so you really have to understand how to read your body and like I was just telling you before we started this that you know you're your own expert 
So you have to listen to what your body says, not what a number says on a piece of paper. Yeah, you got to know when you can push it, when you need to take a day off. And and that can be really difficult for a lot of people. And I think sometimes having that coach um, give you permission to run slow or permission to take a day off is well, kind of a relief. With you, it was more like you were telling me to run slow. <laughs> <laughs> well... Uh, Bruce, you have no idea. I mean, I train, I've trained junior high kids all the way up, you know, to probably like 60s. Oh, I'm not your oldest? Okay. (laughs) But, you know, it is amazing how many people run too fast all the time. Like, honestly, one of my biggest pet peeves. Joe was like, Joe Vanek? couple yeah. conversations I had after a run or something he said you he told me you were always on him to uh, slow down run and slower run slow slower. down you have to run slower in order to run faster and then it's amazing <laughs> it's such an easy thing to do but it's so hard for people to comprehend they that did. you have to actually run slow on the easy recovery days yeah I'm finding if I run slow majority of the time and for me, it was like, I'm already so slow, and you're telling me to go even slower. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason being is because your hard days, those were good hard days, right? Yes. Your body needed that time to recuperate and heal itself so that you can really take advantage of the hard days. And I think, you know, a lot of people, if they don't do that, they experience burnout, they experience injury. Um, it just is tough. And, you know, honestly, I'm speaking from experience because it took me a long time to realize that you got to slow down. I mean, even lately, I'll be on runs and I'll be like, slow down, Sarah, just relax. Like, I mean, the I am still practicing it today, even though I harp on all of you guys to do it. <laughs> I harp on myself too. Yeah, I, I remember that because you got on, and I was like, "How much slower are you?" <laughs> and because I think for the longest time when I was running for a year, I would try to keep a certain pace on all my runs because I felt That's like a lot of people do. I felt like I had it wasn't like I was going out trying to run a five k, but I always felt like I had right. to be running this pace and stuff, and yeah, I just. Now I don't worry about it. Now I exactly. That's good. So you're becoming smarter and wiser in your older years, aren't you? <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> but yeah, I bet you haven't had too many people my age to coach, have you? Um. Well, I over just saw fifty. Steve walk by and Steve said he said that he goes, "I'm the oldest." Huh? <laughs> he's a Steve said that he's the oldest one that I've had to train. How old, how old is he? He's 62. Oh, he got me beat by a few years. <laughs> but he seems like he's proud of it, though. Like, he's like, I'm the oldest. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah, I'm very, very passionate about... Oh, I just, I love helping people achieve their goals. And I love it when people see the... Um, I love it when people trust me and, you know, sometimes it can be a fight. 
to, I mean, that trust is definitely a hard thing earned. But I think when they really buy into what I'm saying, then it just to see all the success come their way, it's just so gratifying for me. I mean, I, I have gotten teary-eyed to see some of the people that I coach when they finish, you know, certain races, and it's just, I'm just so proud. I'm so proud, because it takes so much commitment and hard work as a runner to go out there and put in those miles and put in the effort, and, um, you know, they say, you know, you know, you know, hats off to the coach, but it's like, you know, it's a it's a mutual relationship. It's a true relationship. I mean, you have to trust each other that you have to trust the athlete that they're telling the truth, that they're going slower, that they're doing everything that you want them to do. But the athlete truly has to trust the coach and knows, you know, that they know what they're doing. Well, well, I really had no reason not to doubt you. And being I was actually telling, recommending you to other runners before uh, I even started working with you. I guess I stop. Keep going. <laughs> so I, I always had faith in you. To, that you knew. Well, I knew you knew what you were doing. So well, you know, and you can even ask Joe this, like you know, or even Lindsay too. I mean, anybody that, that I've coached, like, I mean, we've had our little come to Jesus moments every once in a while, <laughs> you know. And I'm like, look, I don't coach for the money, obviously. So if if you don't follow my training plan, and you're doing something on your own then why are you paying me? <laughs> you know what I mean? That, that to me, never made sense. As soon as I agreed that I was going to pay for a coach, I'm just going to follow what they say. Absolutely. It just doesn't make... If I, did, if I was going to do it myself, I mean, I might as well <laughs> save my money. Exactly. There's been times where I, like, legit have told people, you know what, this isn't going to work. I don't want your money, and we're just going to, you know, we're, we won't continue this because... You know, the plan that you're following isn't my plan. So why continue the frustration? Why why would you pay someone money when you're not gonna follow their plan? I do not understand that. So yeah, I'm kind I am particular about the people that I take on because that it really means a lot to me that they have faith and trust me and that I can trust them that they're doing what I ask them to do. So it's unique. I, it is a very unique um coaching athlete because I'm truly individualized yes. um, you know and I, I'll get out and run with like I've you know run with you and Jill sometimes and you know it's I like to run with my the people that I coach because you learn so much about an athlete when you run with them you yeah know? I know you did come out with us a couple times when we that was we, fun we try I, I always try to keep it fun I mean you guys are a good group. Thank you. You know, it, it is. It was. Remember, we were all lit up. We had all of our like our gear on, and that just showed up on my when I'm, the Facebook thing. Yeah, that, picture. Was that that had to have been about a year ago or so, right? Yeah, last year when we were we and we were training for the yeah Hall of Fame. Uh, it we were all we went out for that run. We we're all wearing yeah, our lights yeah, you, and. Yeah, from Second Soul. That was the. I'll be excited when we can. I mean, I know people are getting together and running groups like that, but it'll be fun when we can actually not have to worry about stuff. But yeah, bigger running groups. That would be nice. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, we get back to that. I mean. I know. Yeah. 
But yeah, it's, um, you know, I, you know, I always worried about you and, you know, I always, especially like, oh. I want to make sure that people are not getting hurt. That's my number one goal. Cause you can't get, you can't achieve your goals and you can't achieve the success that you want if you're injured. So my, my job as a coach and like within my own self is to just make sure that you stay healthy, you know, because nobody likes an unhealthy runner. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody likes a runner that is not running. (laughs) You can't get, if you can't get to the starting line, you can't get to the finish. You have to get to the starting line first. Remember. You really do. And, you know, God bless anybody else that's around runners when they're not able to run. (laughs) So I don't want to make life miserable for anybody. I'm sure you're a joy to be around. Oh, so much fun. That's probably when Steve stays at the store and doesn't come home. (laughs) He calls home. Did you run yet? I got to work over there. Oh, Steve's been closing the store this past week. I wonder if Sarah's okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's so bad. I should knock on wood because I don't want to be like taunting like anything. (laughs) No, no bad vibes. Uh, Yeah, no bad vibes. Now, now if he's working late every day, we'll know why. (laughs) Sarah must (laughs) suck. Sarah healthy, yeah. But I think like um, during this COVID time, you know, I've been getting into better shape because I've been running with a lot of my high school distance kids that I coach during the spring for track and um, getting them into shape. But yet it's, I have to remember that they're in high school (laughs) and I'm 45. So you kind of see where this is going, Bruce. Like it can be a little, you know, I, my mind, I should still be able to keep up with them. Your mind's not doing but, the running. <laughs> but that doesn't always happen that way. So, you know, I think um, I always try to, you know, take my own medicine and make sure that I um, slow down, you know, smell the roses a little bit more and really listen to what my body needs because it's going to be so different than the yeah. person running next to me. So I, I, you know, I've had my ups and downs even through this past year, but I've still, I've been able to stay healthy. Um, but I just have to, I have to know when it's okay because I don't feel like anyone's giving me permission. Like I, I'm just going by how I feel. So I have to give myself permission to slow way down, take a day off, take a week off, you know, because that's the other thing. There's no good transition during this, like, this past year, there hasn't been a transition time. So, like, normally when you run a marathon, like I, or at least for me, I take, like, a week or two weeks completely off, and then you get ready for, like, the next cycle of training. Well, I haven't had a transition time like that. So it's kind of like this nonstop training cycle that, you know, you can kind of end up getting worn down from it because we haven't been able to do big races. I know, because there's some people that, the races weren't motivated for them to get out and run. Some yeah. Some of them haven't been running or very sporadically. And yeah. Measure. I mean, there's some people that have done, it does not work for me, but there's some people that have been doing running streaks 
Like, I mean, they're animals. I've tried them. I get up to about 30 days, and then I, I decide I need a day off. Or uh, you would have, or, you would be. <laughs> huh? I can't take a week without one day off. Or I'll take the take Pico, my dog, out for a run walk, and count that as my mile for the day, and then if. Well, but that's good. See, that's enjoyable, right? Oh yeah. For it's just yeah. But. I don't know. I, I've tried it a couple times, and I like to have this. I mean, for me, I guess it is the goal to get out and run. I've talked to some people that have done some really amazing run streaks. Yeah. And I mean, I I have a lot of respect for that. I'm I'm in admiration, but I just I guess I, I I'm like you. I need that at least a day off. I. I feel like I run my best when I'm running five days a week. Even yeah. I, I might only have three this week. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's the ebb and flow of it, right? So, you know, it's just nice for me to know, okay, that one day off I can, you know, I don't have to stress about getting a run in. I can get other things done or I can just sleep in. Like, I love sleeping in. So, I love sleep in general. Um <laughs> Sleep and pizza. <laughs> and well, my problem with my job, I can still make it to a seven, eight o'clock run. I sleep in. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, yeah, I'm working some weird hours. Right, I'm working like I gotta be at work at five a.m. right now. Yeah. <gasps> oh my god, you gotta go to bed soon. Yeah, pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's uh, that's amazing. I have so much respect for people that get the miles in and they wake up super early like I have another friend she she wakes up at like 3.30 in the morning and shows for a run I'm not doing that I, I don't yeah, I, I tried it for one week during the summer when it was really really hot yeah that'd and be... I was like oh this is really nice like maybe I could keep doing this and it only lasted a week there's times I wish I could get up and run before work but it I either work at yeah. 5 o'clock or 7 o'clock in the morning and it just even when I'm just no overtime or anything. Yeah. Going in at 7, I'd have to get up at 4 or something. Or Yeah. I was trying to figure out what, I mean, 4 or 4.30 to try to get out the door so I could get, and then I'd probably want to take a shower. Yeah, that does help. Yeah. <laughs> to take a shower. Well, you know, I don't work around too many people, so I think. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, now I pretty much got my, during the week, I just run in the evenings after work and See, and that's pretty impressive too because once like dinner comes around I just after about I have to get it in before yeah. dinner if I eat dinner we're done oh yeah that's how I am but so, like uh, after 3 p.m. like the the like it starts getting smaller and smaller the percentage that I'll probably actually run I start getting hungry and you know us hungry distance runners oh uh, no they're but uh, but I have no problem flipping it around and going running seven eight o'clock in the morning on the weekends. I actually prefer running in the morning. Well, that's awesome. It's it is nice to get it done and over with. Yes. But okay, like yeah. Yes. Like on the weekends when I hear people saying they didn't go out to eleven or twelve o'clock or or in the afternoon, I'm like, why why would you do that when you <laughs> if you didn't have to? Yeah. But, well, especially when it's hot. Oh yeah. You know? This time of the year, I don't mind going out a little later, like 8 or 9 o'clock or something. And then, yeah. um, 
as soon as the heat once we get in the summer and it's hot out there i want to be out there eight o'clock at the latest maybe earlier yeah. if we have yeah, sunlight i'll go <laughs> right now it's cold and dark i might wait a little bit longer well you know one time um becky redzik and i we did the um uh five miles it was yeah it was the yeti challenge yes it was the, I think it was five miles every four hours. Yes, yes. I know some people that did that. I talked to them. Yeah, and um, that was crazy, but it was fun. So, um, you know, just like silly little challenges like that. Um, but yeah, that, I don't. I could not do that, like, for a long time. Like, no. my body definitely needs to, like, recuperate. Yeah, that... That would have had to be one. I, I, I talked to some people on here about their experience in doing it and Yeah. I, it was a fun it was a fun moment. <laughs> Let's just say that. Well, one I to keep myself motivated last summer they had that great virtual race across Tennessee. I don't know if you yeah. heard about that one. I, I did it but I the further we got into it, I started slipping behind the miles. And it was like, I had to get out every day. And then I started counting. I'd go out and just do walks and stuff and count that. And just, I got it done eventually, but. I know. But I was competing. Some of my, some people I know, and I was like, how is he getting so far ahead of me? And then I realized, oh wait, he's retired. He's going out three times a day. And yeah, that doesn't count. Going three or four miles, three or times a day. It's just not fair. <laughs> I, I gotta go to work all day. <laughs> cheating yeah whatever you know whatever can help keep you motivated during these times i think you know you just gotta take it and just run with it yeah i mean even even normal times it's just good to get out and just get a fun run in uh, but yeah it, it is nice knowing that the races you sign up for would be going off and even and right now i mean i'm feeling pretty confident that the marathon is going to go off so hopefully yeah. I think they'll get it, something figured out. It might not be the old way of doing it, but they'll get it figured out enough where, I mean, you know, Second Soul puts on races around here all the time. And yeah. They, they've got it pretty well down pat now. Um, they should so like, Yeah, that's what I mean. Know, they're moving the, well, the Mill Creek Park won't let you run, do anything in the park like that. Yeah. So they moved the Y-Town 10-miler. It's supposed to go off. I just... I was in the store Tuesday, uh, stimulating the economy with my. <laughs> but, uh, I know. I needed shoes. I'm down to about five pairs I wear. But. <laughs> oh my gosh! How do you live? <laughs> it's not easy. It's not easy. Do you want me to talk to you about my obsession with uh, Gooder sunglasses? That's a whole other story. <laughs> Well, you know what? I'll make sure that Steve gives you a call every time they get a new kind in. <laughs> Actually, I probably would. <laughs> oh, Steve he did. is waving in the background. He says they just got more in today. I was there Tuesday. Darn. <laughs> <laughs> he was laughing. Yeah, I'll probably be in there in a couple weeks anyway. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh. But yeah. Here, I'll show you my 
You might have seen it. I saw the one that you put on some social media about the Wonder Woman ones that you got for your wife. Oh. This is... Oh my... The, and I have two other pair. And I probably bought my wife five or six pair. Well, how many do you have? Uh, well, You're like a collector. Eight or nine. And that's Did not counting. That's not counting the uh, three. The ones. The ones I bought my wife. I wow. bought her five or six pairs too. The the Wonder Woman ones were her. And this is what when I knew I had a problem. These are the pair they gave you for signing up for Akron Marathon. Oh, really? These look cool. I did, and I ended up signing up for the virtual one just to get these. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's when you know you have a problem. Yeah. I... <laughs> but they are cool, though, aren't they? Oh, I, I love them. I, I mean, I, I, I'm worse. See, I'm, I'm actually a huge Oakley fan, but because I run in Oakleys all the time. But I did end up getting a pair of gooders, and now I can understand why people like them so much. Yeah, with the pro between the price on them and there's oh, so totally. many different styles. And if you lose them, it's not like you're out a bunch. Exactly. I almost bought a second pair of PBR ones when I was at the store. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, the PBR ones. I think you got those and Wonder Woman at the same time, didn't you? I think so. I'll have, to, yeah. I'll have to get a better okay. picture of them. Up. That That's this. awesome. So, and yeah. And you got like a special little tackle box for them. I won this tackle box out of drawing at work. I don't fish. So I had to find something to do with this tackle box. I said, wait, I got all my like good. So I got it all, the glasses organized. I got my my gel, sports gels and all that in there organized. Yeah, I like the orange. What are those? There's not. Oh, I, I like those. I can't remember the name of them. There's something goose. Oh, the names of them are hilarious. Oh, I love it. Uh, did we? Yeah. I bought, bought my wife the... Oh, breakfast run to Tiffany's. <laughs> nice. See, again, food. Here we go. Well, we'll close this out. And, of course, I've taken it back. Do you have a favorite post-race, post-run food especially if it's a post-race food something you'd be eating to celebrate a good race a cold beer cold beer yeah nothing goes down like a cold beer after a hard race um yeah it'd have to be kind of like you know not a dark beer no no that's too thick you know it's like drinking a milkshake um but yeah definitely a cold beer it just, I don't know, it just tastes good. It kind of numbs your tired, sore body a little bit. It's replacing and, uh, carbs. It's carbs. Got carbs. It's got carbs. Liquid. You're thirsty. Um, it's it's yeah, got some I, liquid you know, painkiller in there. Uh, <laughs> exactly. See, it's like, it's just the all-around, again, it's the all-around win. Yeah, that's, that's always a winner. Um... But yeah, usually, because usually after I get done racing, um, I'm not really much in the mood to eat anything for a while. Well, it didn't so have to be I, immediately after the race, I mean. 
Yeah, yeah, not immediately after. But like after I get done with a run, what's my favorite thing? I'd have to say like a regular run. I don't know. I like you know like a banana, um, or like I make like a smoothie sometimes. You know, at home. See, now you're sounding too healthy. I know, right? Like, I, I'm not living up to my reputation. Let's see. Well, chocolate is always a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> you better than me, because, like, I think we already had planned out to, if we ran the marathon last year in Canton, we were going to yeah. stop at Red Robin to get a burger on the way back. See, I can but you know, that's the thing. Some people are like, you know, they ask these like professional athletes, so like, what's the first thing that you're going to have after you get done with your run? They're like, oh, like burger and like fries and a beer. And I'm thinking to myself, they're acting like that's like an unusual thing for them to have. Like, that's, <laughs> I mean, I could have that on any given week. Like, that's not a treat. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, you so, know. But, when the, but that's probably why they're running as fast as they're running, and I'm not. <laughs> you, you may have a point there. You may have a point. <laughs> I may have to consider that one. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, I do like a good burger, too. So, anyway, anything is not off limits. Well, I figure after a marathon, you deserve to eat whenever you want. Absolutely. What? Whatever you want to eat, whatever you want to drink, it's all yours. Right? That's right. And well, hopefully that, we'll be able to see each other out there running again soon, Bruce. I'll be out there. I'm still different place. All right. But okay. we will see you. And take care well, of yourself. Thank you. thank you so much for having me on. I really, oh. truly appreciate it. Maybe I will so. get Steve on here instead of just in the background waving at you. <laughs> Exactly. He walks by every once in a while and he's like, you know, like, I've got more gooders. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you soon, Bruce. All right. Take care. All right. Bye. bye. Thanks for listening, everybody. I uh, hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you have any comments, suggestions, or please uh, email me at just a runner, 65 at gmail.com. Have a great run.